In the darkness, Clayt Stargell was pacing the flagstone walk in the backyard of his father's house, his vigil punctuated by frequent glances at the luminous dials of his watch. They won't be here for hours, said Duffy, who was sitting on the porch steps. Nashville is a good five hours away, and Cincinnati is even farther. They may not be here until morning. It's not like there's anything they can do once they get here. I know, said Clayt. There's nothing I can do either, except pace. At sunset, when he had returned to Jonesboro from his visit to Beverly Tipton's farm, a black car was blocking his driveway, and Duffy Stollard was sitting behind the wheel, reading a paperback in the fading light. Without preamble, she told him about his father's illness, and she went in with him while he telephoned Dr. Banner, who had all but retired from half a century of general practice, but he agreed to meet Clayton at the Stargell Farm. Dovey followed his truck back to Wake County and up the ridge to the old home place, nestled between two old maples that brushed the tin roof with their branches. They found Alton Banner already in the house, tending to his patient. Will he get better? asked Clayt as he entered his father's bedroom. I doubt it, said Dr. Banner. He's had a serious stroke, and his heart wasn't any great shakes to begin with. You can't leave him like this, though. If you don't get some fluids in him, he'll die of neglect. He doesn't want to go to a hospital. Duffy Stollard appeared in the doorway and handed the physician a yellow legal pad. Mr. Stargell wrote down everything he wants. Never mind what he wants, said Clayt. If he has a chance, then do whatever you have to. Alton Banner skimmed the first page of Randall Stargell's instructions. It says he doesn't want life support. Hooked up to machines, he calls it. Well, we can give him his way on that. But just in case this is not his final hour, he's going to the hospital so that he can at least have clean sheets, intravenous fluids, and a fighting chance to beat this thing. I'll call the rescue squad. Have you notified your brothers? We got in touch with Robert in Cincinnati this afternoon, said Dubby. Garrett and Charles Martin have unlisted numbers, so we decided to let Clayt call them. He nodded. Phone for the ambulance, doctor. Then I'll call them. They said almost nothing while they waited for the ambulance. Clayt was grateful that Duffy did not feel the need to cover every silence with small talk. She had insisted on staying with him, offering to fix him coffee and sandwiches, and tidying up the house while he paced the braided rug in the living room. When the ambulance arrived, Clayt said, I'm going with them. I have to sign him in and see what they say. Thank you for coming for me, and for staying. I'll wait here, Clayt, said Dovey. One of your brothers might have decided to hop on a plane. On your way back, you need to stop at Kroger's. I checked the pantry, and you have nothing to feed a house full of people. Here's a list. It was past ten o'clock when Clayt returned to find Dovey curled up on the sofa asleep with the television blaring. He set the groceries on the kitchen table, wondering if he should wake her. It was late. She needed to get home. 
How is he? she said, yawning. I didn't hear you come in. He's stable for now. Still in a coma, though, so I didn't see any point in sitting there all night. I'll go back tomorrow when the rest of them get here. Guess you should be going. I'll just make that tuna salad first, in case they get here late and hungry. You'd just dump mayonnaise into the tuna and call it done. He wondered if, despite the broken engagement all those years ago, Dovey still felt like a part of the family. But he didn't ask. Perhaps she was just being neighborly. He hadn't seen her since his mother's funeral. He got out the onions and the pickles and watched while she chopped them and mixed them with the tuna. We don't need to do too much preparation, he reminded her. Garrett and Robert Lee are bringing their wives. Dovey gave him a look and went back to...